We have our wonderful guest, Ndileka, who is a sex and intimacy coach. That is correct, right? Yes, correct. Okay, and she does have a podcast, Lip Service with Ndi. Mm-hmm. So, in your own words, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Um, and then I'll tell you why you're here. I mean, you know why you're here, <laughs> but just the audience. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to um, pilot your podcast. Yes, um, this is the first episode for yes. anyone who's listening. <laughs> Um, so I'm a sex and intimacy coach. I'm a sex educator. I'm a sexual health advocate. Mm-hmm. But I help people, individuals, whether you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship, to kind of like unpack and get to understand your intimacy, mm-hmm. um, what that means for you, because it means different things for different people. But I also help uh, with challenges in relationships and mm-hmm. intimacy challenges. So I basically help people reach their full sexual uh, potential. Okay, that's amazing. So I got to know about you because I put the word out there, guys, I need a sex and intimacy coach who's available in Joburg and you were the overwhelmingly popular choice. So clearly you know what you're doing and clearly people have faith in you. <laughs> it's good to hear that. Um, let's talk a little bit about your podcast, Lip Service with Ndi. What are you offering? What can people expect when they listen to your podcast? Yeah, so I just talk about um, relationship challenges, mm-hmm. uh, challenges around sexuality, just different topics around sex, uh, sexual health, um, and just the dynamics that we have as black people in the country yeah. around sex and sexuality and relationships. Um, for the first season, I'm focusing mainly on the male voice because I find that women are always talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Women are always having sex parties and bridal showers. There's always me who's getting invited to come and have a sex uh, talk. But guys don't do that. Um, and they don't talk about sex. Um, well, they do talk about sex among them amongst themselves but the different genders particularly for this reason uh, male and female um, are not talking to each other so mm. I just wanted to hear what men think about certain topics what they think what they talk about what they share with each other so that we can hear where they are and what they'd like to know because there's also a lack of information from their side or yeah. misinformation from their side so yeah for the first um, season I'm literally going around to where the guys are So I'm at cricket games I'm at golf um, oh, okay. So I want to find them When they are comfortable You mm-hmm. know In their spaces And I literally get Get there And I sit down And have a conversation With them That's amazing So mm-hmm. how did you end up Getting into what you do Because I have seen That yes Women do talk about mm-hmm. Certain t- topics Around sex yeah. But for some reason, I don't think black people are in the types of conversations enough. And yeah. we're not open enough and vulnerable yeah. enough with this topic. So how did you get into the space and how did you build your platform? Yeah. So about six years ago, I was sitting in a bridal shower, my friend's bridal shower, and there was a lady selling sex toys. Mm-hmm. She was like, I think in her mid-40s. Um, and she was basically educating us about toys and how they work and what she's selling, etc. But she wasn't captivating mm-hmm. us because um, I remember we, you know, get lost in the conversation and have our own conversations while she was talking. And I remember just saying out of the blue to my friends, I was like, I think I can do this better, yeah. you know. Um, at the time, I didn't know what I was talking about because, I mean, I had never thought about selling sex toys at all. Um, and then the following week, I was online. Uh, looking at the brand she had mm-hmm. um, for toys and um, they had like a consultancy type situation where you can sign up to sell their toys. Mm-hmm. So I signed up um, and then two weeks later I got my kit and I was like, um, what am I doing? 
you know yeah. I'm just like oh, am I actually doing this so anyway the company then trains you on the product obviously and then I did a few training and then you're literally out there running your own business basically um, so you're responsible for marketing yourself and putting yourself out there Yeah. Um, and so I started with my friends around I was like hey guys this is what I do at work I was like ladies come to the boardroom I've got something that I need to show you you know so that's how I kind of like started just selling sex toys however after my maybe sixth party mm-hmm. I got to realize that yes sex toys are exciting everyone's excited about them but the questions that come up are not really about toys yeah. it's about sex relationships our bodies um, and these are women asking questions you know I've always been expressive and I, I think curious so I, I knew a little bit more kind of like understood my own body so when these questions come up for me I'm thinking mm, that should be common knowledge you don't know where the clitoris is you don't know like do you even understand the anatomy of your vulva yeah. you know and then that's where the passion started. I was like, I'm in a good position to disseminate information mm-hmm. and obviously like help people. Um, and that's where the passion started. So I then educated myself, went to school, got certified. Um, but that obviously took some time. Um, and then I checked in the country. Where is sex school? <laughs> where do, it's where not in South Africa. Okay. And unfortunately, um, that's the challenge in the country, which is... It's it's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Like we we have so much high stats around teenage pregnancies, yeah. you know, HIV, but there's no funds or like dedication or dedicated schools rather that deals with sexuality and sexual health. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the country and you wanna be a sex Psychologist or sex coach is either you go via the doctor route or a psychology route and then specialize in sexual health okay. or you study overseas and do sexology most of the sexologists in the country studied overseas and then come back however even if they do come back they're not uh, recognized as um, a medical practice mm. they don't get a practice number so then I went and looked overseas and there's a university that was working with the company that that I was selling sex toys for yeah. and they were offering courses and I literally I signed up and yeah that's when I started and I started looking but there's so much out there in the world that you can go and study the sexual health sexual wellness mm. you know there's the somatica school that you can train for that deals with relationships and intimacy so yeah that's what I did uh, I was just like I'm just going to do everything and anything I can just yeah. to certify my Myself. Uh, but I also did a counseling course because I'm dealing with people and mm-hmm. I was aware that I might, you know, meet people who have experienced trauma and I'd have to be able to, you know, deal with that. However, if I do come across people that I am, I'm, I'm unable to help, mm-hmm. um, like offer sex therapy in the form of medication or, you know, further uh, counseling or psychology that I realize that they need counseling, mm-hmm. then I refer them to psychologist or, um, a sexology or sex therapist. Okay, yeah. so I have brought you here because, you know, my every single week I obviously do the conversations on Mondays. Yes. <laughs> um, and most of the time I try to center them around sex yeah. and relationships yeah. just because everybody deals through the same thing. All like, the time. Yeah. We have different versions of it, but <laughs> the topics everyone can relate yeah. to. So 
I have gotten a whole lot of questions, mm. um, you know, specifically around the female mm. orgasm, around demystifying sex toys and masturbation. And I just felt like it was super important to get someone who's an expert on the topic because I can speak from my experiences yes. with trying to experiment yes. with, you know, my own journey in masturbation and sex toys and all the rest. But I felt like it was super important to get someone who's who knows it as an expert and, and from a professional level. So I do have a couple of questions, okay. um, if you'll bear with us, <laughs> from from my followers okay. and from myself, mm-hmm. just on on the topic of of female orgasms, yeah. female, female pleasure, um, pleasure mm. and and um, especially around masturbation, yeah. because I think you know sex is sex, and we'll and we'll probably actually have you here more than once. I think there's a lot you can there see is, all the questions. There is a lot. There's way too and much. And by the way, it's masturbation month. May ah! is masturbation month. So look at God. Stars aligned. <laughs> look at God. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you the first question. Mm-hmm. Says my husband doesn't want to use sex toys. He says, "Why would I use rubber while he is the real thing?" Can you please help? Okay. So um, I think the the biggest challenge mm-hmm. is obviously introducing things into your bedroom. Yeah. It's not just sex toys, but like other things that you guys do in the bedroom. So sex toys tend to be a bit of extreme if you guys are not exploring, if, you're not, if your character in the bedroom is not exploring. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest in that case um, to rather look for toys that are not shaped like penises. Okay. Because then men are intimidated by another penis. They don't want to see yeah. another penis in the bedroom, right? So rather In that focus, case, would you say it's better to get like a vibrator or you mean something Yes, completely? a vibrator, uh, preferably like a, a clitoral stimulator mm-hmm. that he can then use on you if you want to use it with him. But alternatively, if you feel as you know, a woman, you feel like, you know, this is something that I want to explore. You mm-hmm. can explore it. You don't need permission, whether yeah. from your husband or your boyfriend to masturbate um, or give yourself pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the challenge that, you know, women have around masturbation and toys and, and all. It's always seeking validation from men yeah. to say, can I use this? Is he going to think I'm a freak? Am I weird? But um, I suppose in that case, where would she put it if, I mean, if then it seems like she's doing something behind her husband's back, or do you mean this is something that, you know, where does the toy live, for instance, if she does yeah. want to explore that? In the house. And it's not a secret. It, sh- it shouldn't be a secret. It, it should be, okay, you are not comfortable with us using mm-hmm. a penis-shaped vibrator but I, or dildo, but I would like to try and use it for when I masturbate. Mm-hmm. And it's informing him and not asking for permission. permission. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Yeah. So... Now, your my life changed last week. Mm-hmm. I got this toy. I don't want to give a brand name because, you know, yeah, people yeah. ain't paying me here. <laughs> but basically, it uses air pulse technology okay. to, to stimulate the clitoris. I've never in my life yeah. ever had a feeling like that yeah. ever before. So now someone's asking about the rose vibrator, and I think that's the same air pulse technology. Can that kind of toy reduce your sensitivity? Okay. Um, no. Um, simply because... For one, you don't use it the whole day for 24 hours. <laughs> you know, even you can't get lost in it for a while, but I, yeah. I realize it's not 24. I've never heard anyone masturbate for 24 hours. It's three hours. I've, I've heard three hours. Three hours seems long too. Yeah, it is well. long, but I've heard like women like, you know, masturbate for three hours. Um, no, it does not. Um, simply because you use it for a short period of time. And mm. if you use that kind of toy, which I've used as well, so I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. 
um, you get you get an orgasm very quickly, yeah. right? Um, and very deeply. Very oh my God, if deeply. anyone here is listening, please <laughs> get this new AirPods technology type of toy. It'll yeah. change your life. Yeah, very deeply, very quickly. So even after the orgasm happens, you feel a little bit sensitive. Mm-hmm. So you you take like a break in between if you want to like, okay, cool. I was dedicating 15 minutes to myself or 30 minutes to myself. Um, so no, vibrators in general don't desensitize you. Mm. Um, they don't take away anything from the nerve endings. If anything, the more orgasms you have, the better they get. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Do you think some of the theories behind women and, and sexuality mm-hmm. is just from a place of like misogyny and control? Because sometimes I feel like the theories of having sex with multiple partners, mm. leaving you loose or getting sensitive is just a, a way of saying control of yeah. control. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the whole purity, um, you know, keep, uh, keep yourself pure for mm. me or be chosen by a certain men who's going to marry you. Because exactly. men have a problem if you've, we had several partners. Yeah. Um, but and it's yet weird. they don't want to prude at the same time. Exactly. But it's weird because they go around and they sleep with a lot of partners, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it is, it is a societal conditioning and control over women's bodies and your behavior. Um, so yeah, it is. There's no such thing as having a loose vagina. Oh, there geez. isn't. I, I say that all the time. I'm just yeah. like, I can't believe we're at the point in time when people can be 30 something mm. and still believe that. But you know where that concept comes partners. from? No. Um, so I always teach men when I'm having like groups of men and Mm -hmm. I'm talking about sex. So just a day to day when people have sex, men feel like when you're tight and you're dry, Mm -hmm. then that means that's the norm. That sounds hella rapey. (laughs) Yeah. But, but but I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. Um, Women have not been in a position where they even understand their arousal. Yeah. So when you're, aroused properly you you get lubricated like that feeling of wet wet mm. so that's when men would say you're loose because you're too wet i can't even feel There's no you. friction but the friction means you're not lubricated mm. you're not aroused you're dry yeah you're doing a bad job <laughs> um, okay so there's a couple of questions here about the orgasm. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of women who don't know that they've had one or are asking, what does it feel like? And someone, I don't know if I want to lump these two together, okay. but it says, is it not, is it normal to not feel any pleasure from sex? I've never enjoyed it. Or should I go see a doctor about it? I think I want to separate those. So okay, can we do yeah, that one they first? Are separate, yeah. yeah. Uh, the last one. Yeah. yeah. Is it normal to not feel any pleasure from having sex? I've never enjoyed it. Or should I go see a doctor about it? So, I mean, I would suggest to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. However, we only limit sex to penetration. Mm. There are people who don't enjoy penetration at all. Um, and there could be a number of reasons. One, the friction thing we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't get the chance to get fully aroused. Therefore, they don't en- enjoy it. It becomes yeah. painful. You know, there's a friction w- that happens if you're dry or you dry up um, during sex. And two, they just don't enjoy it. But also... Uh, before even going to the doctor, explore other ways to experience pleasure, mm. you know, orally, using your hands, um, anal sex, or using toys. Um, because for some people, penetration is not really a thing. Is not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I've heard that. I mean, shame. I'm, and I, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. It's absolutely normal. Yeah. Absolutely um, normal. So, yeah, suggestion is to go see a doctor. Because also, I don't think you can diagnose over No, you Instagram. can't. You can't. And that's why I was saying try other ways first and see if you can experience some, so, uh, some form of pleasure. But mm. if nothing happens, even orally or using toys, then I would suggest go to, going to the doctor because there could be a sexual uh, dysfunction. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now... Yeah, I suppose the other one was, how does one know if they've had an orgasm? There are quite a few women here who seem to not know mm-hmm. whether they've experienced that. Mm-hmm. What are the signs to look for? Or um, how do you explain what a female orgasm feels like? Yeah, so over 80% of women do not experience or get an orgasm through penetration. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Like a lot of women say, okay, cool, I've seen what I'm supposed to react you know, in a certain way yeah. when I'm, you know, having penetrative sex, therefore they end up faking it because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I've seen a woman scream. Am I supposed to scream, moan, whatever? Uh, but uh, they're not feeling anything yeah. outside of the, you know, penetration feels nice, but you know, if it doesn't give you uh, an orgasm, then, you know, it's not like potentially your h- highest form mm. of pleasure. So an orgasm feels different for everyone. However, I would say, for you to know for sure, it comes from your pelvic area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the orgasm will then build from. So if look out for signs of your pelvic area pulsing, you know, it feels as if there's an, an eruption coming from that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, an uncontrollable eruption. Mm-hmm. Um, your body tenses up almost kind of like fighting that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why maybe some women would, um, you know, clench or curl their toes or whatever mm-hmm. during that moment. But potentially some people at the end of a sexual experience feel like there's something that was coming yeah. like it feels it, it, it's still from the pelvic area mm-hmm. it feels like something was coming but it didn't arrive mm-hmm. so that's when you know i didn't have an orgasm um but for you to know for sure masturbation is the only way yeah. um women need to uh get give themselves a chance to experience their own bodies get to know their own bodies how they work uh we depend we give a, like our partners the responsibility of our orgasms and we shouldn't mm. I also think like when you have an orgasm, you will know. You, you, will, you will definitely know. Like, know. You will know. Yeah, it's not gonna come and and be a surprise. Yeah. Be small. Yes. Um. Okay. So now we're going into the topic of squirting. Mm-hmm. I've got a, quite a few questions on that. Mm-hmm. First of all, is squirting the same as urination? Um. Yeah. Let me separate all these questions. Is okay, squirting cool. basically just uncontrollable peeing during an orgasm, or is it something different? So it's something different. Okay. The gland, the the sorry, the liquid, however, comes from the uh, gland in the bladder. Mm-hmm. So that's why it would come out of the urethra. Um. So th- you will get a sensation as if you're peeing. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes you don't even feel that you're squirting, and it doesn't always happen in a gushing manner yeah. like we see in porn videos. Mm. Right. So it does come from the bladder and you would essentially get to orgasm if you stimulate the clitoris from the inside and the outside. Okay. Yeah. Um, now somebody's asking, and this is a gentleman, I think, mm-hmm. he's saying, How do I make her squirt multiple times? Are toys necessary? 
Is squirting even necessary? Squirting is not a thing. It's not necessary. The The whole culture of squirting mm. comes from porn. Mm-hmm. Um, when you squirt, doesn't necessarily mean you're having an orgasm. Yeah. Um, you can squirt without even knowing, like I said. For some people, they just, after sex, they see a puddle of water mm. and they've squirted, but it doesn't feel like anything. It's, mm. it's ejaculation. Just like, you know, the different fluids you would get out of, out, um, from the vagina mm-hmm. during penetration, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So is there tips because this person clearly does want to make his partner squirt? <laughs> so are there any tips anyway? Um, and is it just something that happens with toys? It's not something that happens with toys. There is a um, tradition in, I forgot the country, it's called Gunyaza. Okay. Uh, men are taught to make women squirt uh, by rubbing their penises just at the tip of um, just underneath the um, the clitoris mm-hmm. and from the clitoris you need to find this country because I need to find these men <laughs> right <laughs> so it's it's a practice that you know all men go through mm-hmm. and yeah so they rub the penis they massage the clitoris mm-hmm. and the opening of the the vagina because mm. that's where the sensitive area of the vagina is by the opening um, and they rub that area until the woman eventually squirts okay. um, so yes toys can help however um, I think around squirting we shouldn't put a lot of pressure on our bodies to mm. do that uh, because it's just a reaction that your body does yeah. from stimulation some people can squirt some people can't um, so you can try it out but if it doesn't happen it doesn't mean you as a man you failed or you don't know what or you're the doing person's not or the, exactly or the person or there's something wrong with the person yeah, yeah. I did also, I mean, I thought it wasn't my spillion. I was like, yeah. that's cool. I've had deep, great orgasms yes. in life and like, I've yeah. never squirted. Yeah. But like I said, this toy changed yeah. a lot of things for me. So <laughs> that was the first for yeah. me. I thought I was like, okay, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, okay. So someone's also asking within the same sort of topic. Mm-hmm. I'm 27 and I've never experienced an orgasm. Is there something wrong with me? My next question would be, have you masturbated? If I was sitting next to the person. Okay. So if you have masturbated and you've never orgasmed, mm-hmm. so maybe you're doing it the, the, well, there's no right or wrong way, but you're probably not exploring your body the, the way you should. Yeah. Um, so there is. Do you have any tips actually for how yes. to masturbate if someone's literally in the situation for the first time? Yeah. So the biggest challenge around masturbation for women is their minds. So mm-hmm. we are like, we are, you know, when you read an erotic book, mm-hmm. we like the story. Yeah. Yeah. So we are like the story and the, the scenarios. So I always tell women, create the scenario for yourself. Cause if you, if you used to masturbate, you can literally say, okay, cool. I feel, you know, horny. I'm going to mm. masturbate. And you, you just go right into it. But if you haven't create the scenario for yourself, like take a bath, get yourself to relax, mm-hmm. to get out, out of your mind, um, wear the lingerie for yourself, okay. you know, look at. So basically like romance, romance yourself. Yeah. I always say make love to yourself, you know, just to get, get yourself in the mood and the right mood mm-hmm. as well. Lube is important. Mm-hmm. Um, have lube, um, you know, moisturize your body, feel nice, feel good, put music on, candles on, whatever works mm-hmm. for you, right? And then what you can do is um, use your hands. Like, don't go for the toys 
as first. yet okay. first you don't need to you know um use your fingers um try uh motions of stimulating your clitoris up and down and another tip is don't just focus on just the tip of the uh the clitoris because mm-hmm. the clitoris goes all the way down inside um it's like legs goes all the way down inside to where the opening of the vagina is so stimulate the whole vulva you know on the labia and um avoid direct stimulation stimulate on the sides of the clitoris either circular motions up and down and see what what feels good for you fast slow you change the rhythms um if you want to insert fingers you can do that uh but basically just try different sensations in different ways other people use pillows most women don't even use anything they literally um squeeze their legs together that way it presses against the the legs press against the clitoris and they're able to have an orgasm yeah oh wow mm. that, okay <laughs> um Let's see. Okay, this is a good one. Um, it says, sex is not an enjoyable experience. I'm struggling with how to relax and be in the moment. Please help. Yes. So our biggest sex organ is our mind. So if you're stressed, if you're thinking a lot, if you're feeling depressed, you're going to struggle to get in the mood. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of couples or married people would be like, oh, we haven't sex- had sex in a long time because there's so many things going on and they yeah. don't you know, give themselves time to kind of like be in the moment. So I'd say just get in the routine of kind of like when you get home and you give yourself like five minutes of silence mm-hmm. just to like quieten your mind or just like observe your thoughts. Um, that gives you a, you know, time to be mindful and be in the moment. Uh, there's so much going on. We're always on our phones. We're always, you know, taking in information, even though we're not aware that we are. So our minds are always racing all the time. A glass of wine helps you, mm-hmm. red wine helps you relax. Um, have some dark chocolates, you know. Um, it stimulates, you know, your libido um, okay. and kind of gets you in the mood, kind of like relaxed and, you know, just just to help yourself along. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now somebody's saying, okay, and I don't know if this is specific to them <laughs> or whatever, but what is the best way to introduce toys to a Zulu man <laughs> without <laughs> intimidating or emasculating him? So I want to take the Zulu out of it because I don't yeah. think it's tribe specific. Yeah. But I, I know you said, you know, there's a thing of you can actually have toys by yourself mm. and masturbate alone. Mm. But what is the best way to introduce toys in a heterosexual situation? Yeah without intimidating um, your partner yeah the best way is to talk about it first Mm -hmm. Um, you know we 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 don't talk about things um, that are sex sex related in relationships Uh, we only talk about sex when we're about to have sex (laughs) we don't even debrief we don't even give feedback even afterwards right so we need to get into the habit of talking about sex even when sex is not happening. I always uh, tell couples, talk about sex when you're watching a movie, when you're out on a date and it's like the mood is happy and, yeah. you know, you're just relaxed. Um, so the best way is to ask you, your partner, what do you think about sex toys? And you hear them out. Um, and then you then communicate that you would like to, you know, introduce a sex toy into the bedroom and you tell them why, you know, so that they understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. right? And if it's a staunch no, kind of like, okay, cool, can we look at like options before you even like shut it down? Let's look at 
options and ideas together maybe we will find something that is comfortable for us yeah remember people when they think about sex toys they think about dildos mm-hmm. and you know penis shaped vibrators and there's so many options there's so many different options out there you know yeah. that's one way to approach it yeah okay so let's just stick a little bit on this topic but yeah. What are some of the most non-intimidating toys? And not for a couple, but just for somebody who seems to be a, a masturbating beginner, if yeah. you will. Um, what are some of the toys that they can enter into this kind of world mm. with? So if you search clitoral stimulating toys, mm-hmm. um, you'll have different shapes. There's like bullets. There's the one you were speaking about. Yeah. Um, you know, there's ones that are shaped like wands. Um, so there's different kinds mm-hmm. that n- not necessarily toys you insert inside the vagina, but that can stimulate the whole vulva. Yeah. So that's one way to start. And then if you then want to go a little further, there are toys that are uh, specifically made for G-spot stimulating, which is in the area inside mm-hmm. at the top, inside the top of the vagina so you can then look at at those because then it's it's those toys that will stimulate the clitoris and the g-spot at the same same time i'm sure you've seen the ones with the rabbit ears um they're not necessarily shaped like penises Mm -hmm. but it's like a roundish um kind of like wand looking um those are also not intimidating yeah butt plugs are also you know ones to look at um you can literally insert a butt plug Mm -hmm. Um, and then use your fingers to masturbate. So there's different, there's different ones, um, not necessarily looking at the shape of the penis. There's so many. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now this person says, you know, they use porn as, um, you know, part of the stimulation yeah. for, for masturbation. But how do you know when you've become a porn addict and not just somebody who enjoys porn now and again? Okay. So. Using porn, there's nothing wrong with using mm-hmm. porn. You can use it all the time if you wish to. Uh, porn is only an addiction if it stops you from either having sex with your partner. You don't want to have sex with your partner, but you want to watch porn and masturbate all the time. It disrupts your normal daily routine. Yeah. That's all you're thinking about, uh, watching porn and masturbating. Um, and also, like, you don't go out to be with your friends literally if it disrupts your normal routine life routine work um, that's when it's a problem but normally it's not because most times people just you know watch it just to inspire the imagination and then they look away and then finish themselves off (laughs) okay so I want to you know kind of move into communication and sex because there was also kind of a few questions that came up so This is not the nicest way I would ask this question, but it is not from me. <laughs> okay. How do I tell my partner that he sucks at foreplay without hurting his feelings? Who? Yeah. I'm glad she's asking first so we can <laughs> give a nicer answer. But yeah. But that's also a vague question. What does you suck mean? I, I don't you know. know. Maybe that they don't get turned on or that they're not. Maybe they don't even do it. Actually, yeah. this is a broad question. Yeah, it is a broad question. But, but, but. I would say, especially for her, because mm-hmm. she knows, she clearly knows what feels good. She must teach him, mm-hmm. guide him through it, you know, tell him what feels good. Um, tell him how to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know sometimes, you know, when you, guiding someone, it might not feel the way you do it when you do it with yourself, but give your partner a chance to kind of like, take the journey to learn your body yeah yeah okay and so this one also is about communication i suppose but she 
has had two kids mm-hmm. and she says, how do we revive our sex life? Two kids and 10 years later. I know in a lot of situations and relationships, the longer you've been together, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be difficult to then have that chat because if you haven't introduced it earlier yeah. on um, and things have changed, you yeah. know, there's kids yeah. or lifestyles changes. How does one then say to a partner of a long time, let's get the spark back mm-hmm. or how does one get the spark back? Mm-hmm. So if the couple is not used to talking about sex mm-hmm. is not um so normally what happens during pregnancy is couples just don't have sex yeah. you know the lady's like i'm pregnant i don't feel like it and that's that right and that's where a lot of couples lose the intimacy mm-hmm. and kind of like life goes on and you have the kid and the the, the woman is solely focused on the child mm-hmm. and that's it um so what i always advise couples even before you even have marriage don't stop dating. Yeah. Don't stop making time for each other. Don't stop scheduling sex is a thing. It, it's a thing, you know, because life not take the spontaneity out of it. It doesn't because you, you're intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you say Friday night is our night to explore, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have sex. You might end up having oral sex or just cuddling on the couch. Because mm-hmm. also another thing is we focus so much on penetrative mm-hmm. sex. We forget there's other ways to create the intimacy in the relationship. Cuddling, holding hands, you know, doing things that you both enjoy creates space for the intimacy to grow and for you guys to get, uh, to stay connected. Yeah. By the time you get to the sex part, you're already, you know, feeding off or nourishing other areas of your life that sex becomes so easy. So don't stop dating. But if you find yourself in a situation where it's 10 years later, like she's saying, I don't know what they've tried because mm-hmm. also that's a broad question. So if I were sitting next to them, I'd be asking questions just to kind of like understand um, how their relationship is and stuff. And um, this is why it's so important, guys, to visit a certified sex and yeah. intimacy coach. There's because, no there's no one yeah. trick pony or one trick, uh, you know, that will work for everyone. Mm. Um, so there's different ways and different, you know, suggestions and solutions one can give um, to such a situation. Okay. Now I want to speak a little bit about the the problems that people have, I suppose, mm-hmm. if you call it that. But um, someone says, what causes the burning sensation when sperm touches my vagina? It takes me days to recover. Can you be allergic to sperm? I suppose it's not, nothing is impossible, mm-hmm. you know, as to why. Obviously, that would then be like a medical situation. But in that case, sperm does throw off um, the pH balance yeah. um, inside the vagina. So it could be that. And maybe after having sex, then the person develops a yeast infection mm-hmm. or thrush. Um, it could be a combination of, you know, not enough lubrication during sex and they, therefore the friction. Therefore, when you have a uh, yeast infection, your discharge obviously changes mm-hmm. and you would then have the burning sensation combined with the thrush. Um, so again, um, you know, it's a vague question, but if I were sitting next to you, I'd be asking questions just to understand like, you know, what you actually mean by burning sensation yeah yeah okay now this one i don't even know if i can pronounce but it says can she please touch on vaginismus okay um causes physically and psychologically also treatment etc 
<sighs> okay, vaginismus is basically when penetration is impossible mm-hmm. to happen inside the vagina or there's a discomfort when okay. a penis enters the vagina. This can be caused by, again, like she's mentioning, psychological um, trauma, maybe from sexual assault mm-hmm. when you're younger and your body literally at the at the feeling of something going inside, um, the vagina tenses up. Mm-hmm. So it's basically your muscles tensing up preventing penetration to happen or causing pain. Uh, however, end, uh, end, oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries, Endometriosis can also cause, um, you know, can, can give a result to vaginismus. Mm-hmm. Um, treatment is possible, but it's a slow, um, gradual treatment. And we use something called dilators. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, um, you know, different sized um, objects okay. that we insert we reintroduce it's like muscle like memory yes okay. muscle memory for the vagina so we'll start with a small one and it's literally a practice of inserting keeping it in there you know getting your body to relax and kind of getting used to the feeling of insertion and then moving on to the bigger sizes until you you know gradually feel comfortable with penetration yeah, yeah. okay so now someone said how can I only come when I masturbate and not when I sleep with someone? Is there something wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, <laughs> um, most women don't um, experience an orgasm through penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. So what you can do for yourself is during penetration, incorporate clitoral stimulation. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure, there are actually so many questions. I don't even know how long I can keep you here. I'm, I actually do believe I need to have you here again because yeah. we're not going to get to all of these. Yeah. But someone wants to know if the, there is a difference between coming and an orgasm. That's just like slang. Thing. Yeah, okay. it's a lingo thing. Yeah. 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 That's short and concise. <laughs> um, okay. So are there any positions that heighten the risk of a UTI? No. Uh, UTI is caused by when the bacteria goes up the urethra. Mm-hmm. So it's best to pee before and after sex. Mm-hmm. After sex all the time, even when you're masturbating, just to clear the tract of, you know, any bacteria, maybe from your hands or from your toys, but also make sure that, you know, your hands are clean before mm-hmm. masturbating. The toys are clean. You wash your toys all the time. So no positions can give you UTI. Yeah. yeah it's just important to pee after yeah. sex. <laughs> Um, okay, so now this other person says, I cannot orgasm via physical touch and it annoys me, but I think you touched on it. It's all about the mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can PCOS affect sexual pleasure? I haven't enjoyed sex since I started living with it. It can, it can. But again, depending on what kind of like treatment you're on or, you know, what, what you're doing about, mm-hmm. about it. Um, again, it's, it's, it's gradually, you know, getting your body used to pleasure and again guys it goes back to masturbation you know don't rely on just penetrative sex to feel pleasure or to experience pleasure and also the 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 whole having sex for an orgasm Mm. steals away from the experience you know i actually touched on this the other day i was like why do people think about just the finish line because the journey can be so great even without an orgasm exactly so if we focus on the experience Mm. it makes us more mindful and focusing on what is happening at the at the time so um a lot of people like the uh, the previous question was how do i remain mindful Mm. it's because we're always in our heads we're thinking of our bodies oh i don't look great i don't look sexy isn't he is he enjoying himself you know, you're always yeah. thinking a lot and you're not in the moment and it takes away from the experience. So 
enjoy the experience. Mm. You know, it's nice touching and feeling somebody, you know, kissing someone. Just enjoy that and allow your body to do the rest. Okay. Yeah. And now this is kind of in the same, you know, circle. But yeah. two of the people that have um, contributed have asked about increasing libido. So mm. one says, I have absolutely zero sexual desire and mm-hmm. it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And the other one says, how can I increase my libido, especially after having a baby? So basically just about increasing yeah. libido. So one thing to note, our libido will fluctuate throughout our lives mm-hmm. because of many different factors, right? Um, from the contraceptives that we take as women to stress, uh, stress being the biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, to unhappiness in the relationship, to your diet, drinking a lot, smoking, you know, there's yeah. other factors that um, can affect your, your, your libido. Um, and basically libido is your desire for sex. Mm. Um, so increased sexual desire is okay. You know, just ride the wave, you know, ride the wave because at some point it will go down. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Um, and then the other question, how do I help myself along? Yeah. Right. How do I, how do I increase my increase libido? I don't feel any sexual desire. So there's general things that you can do. However, if you're on a hormonal, um, contraceptive, it, it tends to get like hot so Mm. you might have to do like a few things at the same time but exercise is one thing that can increase you know um your libido doesn't have to be an intense 30 minute walk three times a week you can do that i use a supplement called maca powder Mm -hmm. um you can get it at discam I'm advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Just can run us our check, please. (laughs) You can get it at health shops. Uh, Basically, you can take that as a supplement every morning Mm -hmm. uh, with your smoothie or cereal. That helps. That is a libido booster. It can be used by everyone. Uh, Food, your diet, obviously. Glass of wine. Remember, I mentioned glass Mm -hmm. of wine. Not the whole bottle, ladies. (laughs) One glass of wine helps to relax. Dark chocolate. um, And when I say dark chocolate as well, I am not saying the whole slab. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to get your or, um, you know, your, your, your hormones, the good feel hormones going. And also masturbating regularly is good for your genitals mm-hmm. and the libido. Because the more blood flow you have to mm-hmm. your genitals, the better. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to end with, um, because I really, I'm not going to get through all of them. It's but, a lot. <laughs> um, in terms of introducing different things to yeah. your relationship. Mm-hmm. So let's talk kinks, uh-huh. um, group. Dynamics, threesomes, that kind of thing. Mm. How can one uh, speak to their partners about how about introducing those type of things into their relationship? Yeah, it's important first to understand why you want to explore. Mm-hmm. So if you're the one interested in kink, understand why. Don't mm. just start a conversation. It's like ah, oh, it looks cool. I mean, that's not. So obviously you are going to get it No, you know, understand why you are interested in a certain thing, kinks, whether it's BDSM or fetishes Mm -hmm. or threesomes or whatever. And there's different ways to approach it. And again, it goes back to communication. You put it on the table first, have a discussion about it with Mm -hmm. your partner and then hear what they think about it. And, you know, would they consider it if it's something that you, you would like to, you know, do. And again, um, you might get annoyed for First, but people change their minds. Yeah. Um, that's a, an amazing thing with sexuality. You, it, it's fluid. Uh, you change your mind what you like today, you might not like tomorrow. Mm. So have an open mind for that, that you get a no today, but maybe three months later, he might be the one saying, hey, Let's do it. remember that <laughs> thing, you know, because he's given himself probably time to think about it. But I'll, 
another miss that we have in relationships is we are not sexually compatible with our partners. Mm. And that obviously creates challenges like these where you want to try something and you, your partner's just like, actually, no, I'm like, I'm a prude. And yeah. That's it. I'm comfortable with what I know and how I do it. I don't want to do anything else. Mm. But while you, on the other hand, are very like, you know, explorative and you like understanding and pushing limits um, yeah. to your sexuality. So communication is important and figuring out if someone is sexually compatible with you. And, and the, if they're not, do you advocate for breaking up? Do you advocate, like, what, what must happen? Because if someone does bring mm, up this kink and it's, mm, it's something they've always wanted mm, and it's something they always want to explore, but then it's just a flat no mm, from now until So forever. then then you decide what's important for you. Um, because at the end of the day, if you suppress something you feel strongly about, mm. you're going to get miserable and you it's going to make you unhappy. Yeah. Like, sex is so and important. Yeah, and <laughs> sex is so important in relationships. Mm. It should be right up there with you know does he have a good job and whatnot mm. you know all the things that we look at so deciding when to leave or not it's it's up to you because then you need to decide is this relationship important for me yeah. or is exploring sexually important for me so it's i can't say leave you mm. know it's 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 up to the individual um but also if you find that you're not sexually compatible, you know, um, I think there's ways to, again, it goes back to communication, yeah. ways you can kind of like introduce your partner to like small things like just listening to this conversation that we're having together. Mm -hmm. You know, I found that a lot of people would, especially men who follow me, would say, hey, I told my wife to follow you, yeah. um, you know, or ask me questions. I'm like, no, this is this about my wife. I'm going to show her your response. Mm. And then that sparks the conversation. If you're not, you don't, you're not brave enough to say, hey, this is what I want to do. Or my page has a lot of things. So you yeah. can even show someone like, hey, what do you think about this kind of, you know, oh, I saw something on Lesejo's page or Ndi's page, you know, what do you think about? Those are conversation starters if you don't feel brave enough to. Um, I always suggest to determine sexual compatibility in the beginning of the relationship. Like, are you saying fuck on the first date or? No, I'm not saying fuck, but just to kind of like determine. Or conversations. Yeah, have a conversation and, and kind of find out if this person's open. Okay. I think that's that's the word. If the person's open, open to what doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but are they open to learning and you know, you and, know trying. and trying? Yeah. You know, that's because that's important. If you're that kind of person, you need that kind of person to kind of be with. Um, but if the person's like kind of like, no, mm, this is not what I want mm -hmm. to do, then right then and there, you can decide. Okay, cool. Um, they tick all the boxes, but Except this yeah, this I one. had that last year. I actually yeah. had a situation where I was going on a couple of dates and I thought this person was just amazing, mm. but sexually they were just not open. It mm. was like, this is how it's going to be missionary for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I was like, actually, it's way too important to me <laughs> to even consider exploring yeah. this further. Let's yeah. just leave it. Yeah. How do you? Into relationships because mm. you are a sex expert, if you will. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know, you know, how if you are in a relationship, mm. if you're not, whatever. But do people ever get intimidated by you and what you do, and does it ever come up as a oh, point of conflict? It comes up all the time. <laughs> so people are intimidated, but people are curious mm -hmm. as well. Um, so it's a bit difficult for me because I never know if it's genuine. Yeah. Um, because People I'm sexualized. Yes, yeah. I'm sexualized. I'm a freak. Everything I talk about and write about, I mm. do, right? And people forget, like, you might work at McDonald's, but you don't eat McDonald's all the yeah. time. <laughs> 
So it's kind of like the same, you know. Um, yes, I know a lot. Mm-hmm. I because I read and I, you know, study and I whatever. But I have my own sexual kind of like characteristics, mm. and uh, and I'm comfortable with that. And, I know, and just because you talk about it, doesn't yes, mean you do it. yes. Yeah. But also, what this has done for me, it's given me an opportunity to kind of like understand myself even further. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, because I'm learning every day, yeah. right? So relationships are tricky for me. Very tricky. I don't like talking about my relationship status because no, don't worry, no one asking. Because <laughs> yeah, I've got people in my DMs. Hello, oh, uh, so hidden DM the DMs so. apparently goes down. Um, yeah, so challenging, challenging. Okay, yeah, so yeah. speaking of your DMs, where can people send these DMs? What is your yeah. um, social media handles? Yeah. yeah, so I'm on social media, Instagram, uh, ndi underscore h o t underscore n e. And yeah, you can reach me. Um, obviously, I only answer high level questions mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know, um, but if you want to consult as well, you can consult privately. Um, Actually, do you do that? You know, if someone has an expertise in something and someone's coming into your DMs yeah. asking questions, are you like book? An appointment or no? So the the core of why I started this was to share information. Mm-hmm. So I do answer. Oh, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot in this, but I do answer all the DMs. I do. Everyone knows who's in my DMs. I mm-hmm. do answer DMs. Um, but again, just some questions are literally broad. Mm-hmm. So I'll answer in a broad way as well, and then I would then say if you want to, you know, get more f- specific solutions or help, then you can book. Because again, you know, I I would then need to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. To kind of understand you as a person and how you live and how you do things and how your mind works, for yeah. me to actually okay, cool, try this, do this, and and whatnot. Like I said, there's no one blanket approach mm-hmm. to the challenges that we all face. We are all different. Our sexual sexual needs are different. Um, what we're interested in is different, and our preferences are different. So yeah. All right, so don't forget to follow. Oh, <laughs> don't forget to follow Ndi Hotne on Instagram yeah. and go to her um, podcast Lip Service with Ndi. Yes. Um, especially this season where she's talking mostly to the guys. So go and listen. Um, yes. So thank you very much, Ndileka, uh, our certified sex and intimacy coach. I don't think this is going to be our last conversation. There truly is so much more I'd like yeah, to explore. True. So many more questions that we didn't get to. Yeah. So hopefully when you're available again, we'll have time to chat again in the, in the podcast. Thank you for having me and I'll definitely make time. Sure. So that was Ndileka, Ndi Hotness, Sex and Intimacy Coach. Thank you so much for listening. This is our first episode. Thank you for being our first guest. It's a high five. It was very hard across the table. Uh, Yes. So stay tuned for the rest of the season. Uh, This has been Convos and Cocktails with Lissa Khotlabi. Good night.